0: Hello, everybody. This is Wayne Highlander. I'm National Sales Manager at Bona Adhesives.
1: And I'm Rob Johnson, new lead singer for ACDC.
0: I was about time.
1: Um,
0: this episode, we're going to talk about, and look, this sure, this might be a little self-serving, but uh, I think we can make it fun, and and it, it's true. So, uh, this is going to be our, what our personal favorite Bona products are. And I'm going to, would you go ahead and start, Rob?
1: All right. I'm going to start. Everybody makes fun of me in the In the company and in classes you know they'd say that i get a little too romantic about it but the bona belt hd our uh, big machine our big belt sander um i think it by far there is not another machine in the industry that can come close to this machine and i bought my first model of that machine back in or peter and i we bought it you know my old partner pete like you said every Every job needs a Pete or a Peter. How'd you say? Every job needs a Pete. Yeah. Yep. Peter and I bought ours back in 1999. We have on that machine, we have adjusted the tracking on that machine. And my son's using it now. We've adjusted that machine's tracking one time in 20 years. Your son's using that same machine? He is using the same machine. Do you remember... Peter what, and my son are both using it.
0: I have a picture of you behind that machine from about 15 years ago. Do you remember that?
1: Yes. yes. That's the, the the winter picture. Yes.
0: I never felt so sorry. There was
1: no heat in the house. It was about 20 degrees in that house. I, I never, that's I never my felt baby. so
0: sorry for a man in my life. You're <laughs> behind the machine, Not, you got winter boots on, <laughs> you got three jackets on, you got a hoodie on, gloves... And I was in Southern California at the time.
1: It was weird. We were going outside. That I remember that job. We were going outside to warm up, so we would stand in the sun. Wow. That's how cold it was in that house. Man. Crazy cold.
0: You know what that would do to oranges in our trees in our yards?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, uh, we don't have orange. Just apples. Disaster. No, no oranges.
0: So yeah, so that that's uh that's interesting, Rob. And your
1: son's using that machine today. Same machine. What do you like about Still it? Still cranking. <clears throat> well, let me go. I mean, first off, the tracking—it's uh, a—it's got a huge metal upper roller assembly, and that really helps with the tracking. But it's also a self-adjusting. So as soon as the belt will start to go out of whack, the arm will adjust it. So it's the, the tracking is always being self-adjusted and one of the reasons that that works is most machines while your upper roller assemblies and all those springs and gears and everything that makes everything go up and down and when you're putting the belt on and off they're all on the inside of the machine on the bona belt hd those springs and adjustments are on the outside so ask me wayne why would that matter why would that matter rob springs don't get filled up with dust. You still want to blow the machine out, but a lot of the issues that guys have is all that dust gets impacted on those springs and everything stops working. Where our machine, okay. everything's on the outside. Nice. You want to talk about the two belts on that? Oh, I'm just going to keep going on this. Keep rolling. All right. I'll make a sandwich. Yeah, talk about the two belts. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's not two belts. It's a dual pulley system on the drive, on the drum drive. And what that dual pulley does is I can speed it up to about 2,400 RPM, or I can slow it down to about 2,000 RPM. Wayne, you ever work on an old 80-year-old maple floor? Uh, Yes, sir. Okay. So what's one of the big issues you have? On an old maple floor? You're burnishing it? Yeah. Yeah burnishing right and sometimes that stuff is almost like it's petrified well that's the great part about this is you can slow it down to that 2000 rpm and you're not going to get that burnishing cut now, i don't mean the good burnish i mean the bad burnish the one where you're getting the brown streaks and smelling things another thing that's incredible doubt about that machine is the balance the balance on that machine is like no other And really the most important part of the balance is that transition from when you're going the forward move to the backward move. You know how when that back wheel makes that turn and the whole machine kind of jumps around on you a little bit. On certain machines, you have to hold it so it doesn't do that.
0: There's a whole lot that goes into that wheel making that
1: turn, isn't there? It's incredible. This is one of the smoothest transitions. It's effortless. Mm -hmm. Absolutely effortless. The sight lines on that machine, you you don't have to be seven foot tall to run that machine. The sight lines on it are perfect. Uh, Very comfortable to run. I know some of the older machines or even some of the new machines, the the machine seems like it's seven or eight feet long. You have terrible sight lines. You can't really see where you're going. This machine, like I said, uh, perfect sight lines on it. Even when I was talking about the balance, even if you look at the stack on that machine, it's offset just slightly to improve that balance. the The guy who, the guy who designed that machine, I know for a fact was a floor man, and I know for a fact that he had time on different pieces of equipment. Um, another huge feature about it is most of your machines, they just have three pressure head head pressure settings, you know. Coarse, medium, fine, correct. Yep, yep. With this machine, it's like the old American Lincolns. I don't know if you ever ran one of the old American Lincolns uh, that had the dial well, for the head pressure. Uh, we had the twelves, yeah. Okay, right, right. Well, you know, you would dial it in and dial it out for head pressure, which is one of my favorite parts about the machine. Is when you were saying at the in the last episode about you want a little bit of head pressure when you're doing your final cut. Yep. The great part about having that unlimited amount of head pressure is now you really get a feel for your cut. When you want a little bit more or a little bit less, just like you were saying how you'd like that feel. That's what I love about our machine is you can now get that feel for each cut that you're doing. And when you're doing those woods, it's, you know, they're hardwoods, but they're not that hard. you walnuts. Right. American cherry, birch. That's when that dial really comes into play. And you, you just get a fantastic feel for the machine. You know, there's just sometimes oh, I want a little bit more, or I want a bit a little bit less. You just move that dial a half a click, and I'll tell you it's it is the absolute best machine I've ever run in my life. It is, and you know, the reason that I bought it, too, in the beginning, Peter and I, one day we could be doing a a 5 sixteenths thick parquet floor, and then the next day we could be doing a floor that was 110 years old with seven coats of paint. So we needed sometimes, you know, a nice, smooth, easy machine like a Hummel or a very aggressive tank like a Galaxy. That's the best part of our machine. It's two machines in one. One day I can set that up to cut nice and smooth and delicate. And then the next day I can shred a floor.
0: Yeah, it's pretty versatile. And uh, you can also move the belt to the outside, right? When you're doing a a parquet floor, for instance.
1: Well, that's what's going to slow it down. That's the dual pulley. Yep.
0: No, it's pretty unique. So that's your your, uh, first go-to,
1: huh? That's that's it, man. Like I said, I bought one 20 years ago. The great thing is in 20 years, uh, all they really did was improve the feathering handle. Yeah. The feathering handle now is much better than it was 20 years ago. But other than that, that machine is just perfect. Uh, I, I always tease the uh, new kids at the school. I go, this is like getting your permit and your dad goes out and buys you a Porsche. Yeah. But when you put that machine in the hands of a guy who's been running a machine, who's got some time behind a big machine, that's the guy who really gets it, understands it, and really enjoys what you can do with that machine as far as getting the real feel for the floor when you're sanding.
0: Um, That was
1: almost like a love story, Rob.
0: I teared up a little bit.
1: I, uh, I know. I wish I could talk about, you know, I wish I could uh, say things like that to my wife. Yeah, you, you know what I well, mean. I got you. So I write her letters. Like I would l- write a letter to that machine. I but. I got you covered, buddy. You, uh, <laughs> I, I bet you do.
0: All right, so I'm going to go with I the first the first job I used traffic on. I will never forget. I could drive to that job today, and it was shoot. I'm going to say 20 years ago or more. Um, I I did a job. For, I used to work for these two Greek brothers. They were contractors, and they were meticulous as can be they got went through a lot of floor guys but they got to me and I wasn't sure that uh it was a great thing that I got them (laughs) because they were super meticulous and I remember I would follow them I'd come in to do my work and I'd see on the on the drywall 300 pieces of blue tape you know and he was the guys that put the front door in those he's taking them guys to court and uh the guys that did I mean every nobody could make these guys happy so the job I got was for them. That it was someone did their dad's floors. Uh, we didn't do the job initially because he's too far away from us. He goes, Wayne, can you come and look at this floor? These is a disaster. I said, fine. I go look at that floor, and it's can lights in the ceiling, what have you. It's a maple floor, feature strip borders, and it was a pretty rough job. There was screen bite all over the place, and there was some, you know, the finish wasn't really good, and it didn't, you know, it, it didn't meet their expectations. So I said, yeah, sure, we'll send it over for you. We sanded over. We put traffic on it. Now I'm uh, the last coat we're putting down. When I'm coming down the hallway. I'm, I'm by myself, and uh, I said we, but I'm coating this by myself. And it was a miserable hot day. I never really worked with traffic before. The humidity, and it was late at night, and I couldn't see very well. It was maple, and the uh, lighting was bad. And I was coating this floor, and three quarters of the way down this hallway, I get this sick feeling in my stomach that I've lost this job, that I don't see the coat like I want. I'm starting to stress out about it now and it's just, it's not feeling right. I, you know, I, I don't have that comfortable feeling that I just can't see it like I want to see it. And so I left that day defeated. I thought, well, I'm going to come back here and put another coat on this one the next day. And um, I uh, come back the next day. I already went to the distributor. I bought three more cases of finish. I drive to the job. I opened up the door. I look at the job and it is flawless. I mean, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I mean, it was the most forgiving finish I'd ever used. And i walked and I looked through every angle to see, you know, there, surely there must be something, you know, a, something somewhere I missed, a holiday uh, somewhere because I couldn't see very well. And it just, it, it, was, it was hot and it was miserable conditions. But that job was stunning when I was done. I loved the sheen level. At that time, it was, uh, they didn't have the, the matte finish they could do and we, we do in the, uh, the traffic HD it was a really sexy sat sat satin finish and man from that day on that was it i mean that sold me i would i never switched off of that product um every job we did after that now i i did a i talked about how picky these two greek brothers were uh he called me one time i was doing a job for his his father after this job um doing the whole house and um I got off the phone with a guy, and the guy wanted to change my schedule around, and and you know, out of the blue, he was throwing stuff at me. So we got off, the we, we hung up with him, or at least I thought I hung up with him. And then I called him every name in the book. <laughs> I swore I called this guy every 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 cuss word I know. So um, I got to his house. I say, "How you doing?" I'm, I guess I guess we'll go ahead and start this. And he goes, "Hey, he goes, remember we had that conversation yesterday?" I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "And." remember then you thought you hung up the phone and to proceed to call me every, every cuss word I've ever heard? I said, yeah. And I said, you know something, man? I am in every word of it. And he started laughing. <laughs> uh, we had a, a good enough relationship with him. We probably did work for him about four more years after that until they got out of the business. But two phenomenal, really, really, really good contractors. But, uh, but to continue this story real quick, when we did his dad's house, I said they were Greek. Their their father didn't speak English, and um, this was a, a custom home for him. And it was a fabulous home, uh, really huge house, way too big for for him and his his mom. But whatever. Um, and the band, the dad would come in and watch me and my two brothers work. And you know when you're you're installing Rob and you're in his zone, he caught us during that time. That and if you install floors with another another guy and you guys work together a lot, and if you're good, you don't have to talk to each other. I know what he's going to do. He knows what I'm going to do. You anticipate his move. You're in a rhythm, and it's almost like a dance, and it is a thing of beauty. So he caught us at that time, and he sat down and he watched us, whatever, you know, and he sat down in the chair and watched us. So that night they invited us for dinner. So we have dinner with him, and the old man's, you know, he's having some wine and what have you. And then he starts crying and he's talking to his kids. And I don't know what he's saying, but the next day the guy goes, You know, I'll tell you what my dad said. He said, when I was your age pointing at me, that's the way that I used to work, like a man. He goes, We <laughs> me and my brother built this house for him, and he's never said one damn nice thing about us. You go there, and work one day, and he's crying, he's so happy about the kind of work you do. So <laughs> You just
1: have that effect on people, don't you?
0: Ah, you know, it's the truth.
1: Yeah.
0: So traffic it's was so- number one for me. It changed the game. I I believe it, I believe it changed the industry. I mean, um, I don't have to say too much more about it. The traffic is a is, is a fantastic product, and and it it changed everything for us.
1: It it definitely changed the industry, no doubt. I I mean, we were both in sales. We heard it everywhere you go. When there's a competitor out there or a new product, what do they say?
0: It rolls like. Like traffic, it looks like traffic. It's just like traffic. They (laughs)
1: Compare it to traffic, right? Tastes just like Coke. Same thing. Everything. It's just like traffic. Does this like traffic? I love it when they mention it. Yeah. But you know why it can never be like traffic? I mean, one of the biggest reasons nobody, well, it doesn't matter. They'll never figure out the ingredients because we make our own polymers. And that's what really separates us from all the other Finnish manufacturers out there. They have to buy all of their ingredients, Dow, PASF, 3M, all those chemical companies. We make our own polymers. So until, unless we sell our polymer to another Finnish company, there will never be another traffic
0: out there. Yeah, I really do think it's 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 changed the game. Um, and for us, it uh, from then on, like I said, it was... It was automatic. So, all right, Rob, you want to go again, or you want me to go?
1: No, you go. You're on. All right,
0: right. I'm going to make this one quick because I, I said I'll talk about two things and you talk about two things, but I got to sneak this one in.
1: Because You're going to get three in.
0: I am. I I will tell you that Woodline polyurethane in 20 years has never, never, never let me down. And that's 20 years for me, and it's going on 30 years between my two brothers. That's 80 years altogether. together. And I am telling you, Rob, that product has never let us down. Now, in the old days, we used to to lamb's wool. I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole history. I mean, when I first started in this trade, we used to have six inch brush for 15 years. Uh, we went from the brush to lamb's wool, lambswool, to lamb's wool, the T bar, and then uh, that's like
1: that's like the caveman going from the monkey to the caveman. It really is.
0: I mean, you know, huh? You're been. You got
1: to stand up straight. You must have felt. Oh man, well huh? When I started rolling, it didn't even think you were working anymore.
0: No, it felt like cheating, you know. And we used to believe me those those six inch pretty brushes. We would guard with our life. I mean, we put the jackets back on on after every job. We used the comb and combed them through, and we really you know guarded that right. Because in my mind, that's all the best craftsmen were brushing their floors, and uh, uh, that's how we learned the trade. And that was to me it was an art. Um, then when I started rolling finish and figured out how to roll. I threw that brush away as far as I could because I don't care how good you are in a brush. Nothing nothing beats a roller. I don't care what anybody says. Now, do I roll all my jobs? No, I don't roll all my jobs, and I don't roll all my coats. There, are, But when it comes to oil base, woodline poly, I'm going to roll every job. And I cross-grained every square inch of the floor, and we never straightened it out. I mean that's a testament to that product, man. It and I, I it almost looked like we sprayed the finish on. So uh, if you, one of my greatest breakthroughs in this trade is when I learned how to roll. Again, I don't roll all my floors. It's another topic, but um, but rolling woodline polyurethane and poly or uh, bona poly in general has flat out, flat out never let us down.
1: Yeah, you've been rolling for a long time, haven't you? A long time, yeah. Yeah, me too. I've been rolling for a long, long time. Yeah, get out of
0: here. I taught you everything you know about rolling.
1: <laughs> Come on, tell the story. And there would
0: never be a Rob Johnson if it wasn't for Wayne Highlander.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've told this before, but in case someone didn't catch this, when Rob and I worked together, and I introduced rolling at that time, uh, another another company, he didn't want no part of rolling. Rolling's for sissies. We don't roll around here the roller out of my hand well,
1: well, well wait a minute. Well let me explain why though. I mean those products weren't rollable. Not like traffic rolls. Okay, True. now you can finish the story. True. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um and when I introduced that to you, you took the roller out of my hand and threw it as far as you could. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So um it was in it was in uh San Francisco, wasn't it? Yes.
0: I knew at the time you weren't yeah. enlightened. You know, I knew that you didn't <laughs> Ro, and I, you know, it's, and yeah, it's hard to break a guy's heart uh, uh, all at one time. You
1: know, I was scared of new things, so of course, of course I'm going to get uh, violent.
0: You did. Um, but, um, and then I think, what, six months later, I see you in a video. Hi, this is Rob Johnson. I want to talk to you about rolling, and you held up a roller. <laughs> Yeah, rolling, it's not where it's off topic now, but, uh, and again, I don't, roll. in fact, I don't roll all my, any seal coats. I, I personally am not a believer in rolling seal coats. Having said that, there are many, many, many people that do and have great success with it. So I'm not judging one way or the other, but uh, I, in fact. I, well, that's
1: why in the, in the schools, that's why we, we stress both. Okay. And we really stress T-bar techniques and everything during sealer applications and then during uh, top coat applications, that's when we really, really pound on the rolling. So we, uh, we, I couldn't agree more with you. It's great to know both. Uh, it's almost a must to know both, I'll, I think, nowadays. I'll
0: tell you something, Rob. I'm glad I know how to brush because you get me on a 516s floor where the subfloor. has got a lot of lateral movement and uh, them floors, the boards moving up and down like piano keys. You know you're going to get some 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 uh, some peeling between the boards or what have you. I'm coating that floor as light as I possibly can, and because that's an antique floor, that's no different than an antique antique piece of furniture. I don't wouldn't treat it the same as I would treat a, a new floor with a great subfloor in different circumstances. So I'm glad I know how to brush. I'm glad I know how to t bar, and I'm glad I know how to roll. I think you need, need to do all of it. It's all job site specific. Now, did
1: you did you brush, or was that your brother's?
0: Listen, you got to get you got to get past that. Uh, I was going to say we <laughs> should get my brothers on a podcast, but I just real real quickly decided no, that's not a good idea. But no, oh um, no
1: no no. You I, know what we should I, do? I, we should get Pete and my son and your two brothers. On a podcast, just so everybody really gets the real stories of
0: everything. Uh, They know where all the bones are buried, man. We can't do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. They know where everybody (laughs) is buried.
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, uh, I brushed a lot, man. I mean, almost for 15 years, I'd say we brushed every job. And yes, I did my fair share. Yep.
1: That's a lot of work, man. Yeah, it is.
0: Okay, Rob, give me another one.
1: Um... Bona Traffic Naturale, that's our lowest sheen uh, finish that we have, the Bona Traffic Naturale, has a sheen level of four, which is, uh, I love putting it next to our craft oil. I like doing the two sample panels and stuff where we'll do a craft oil on one panel and then the stain and natural on the other and you try to show people, you know, try to find the difference in the sheen level it is the flattest lowest sheen of a product i've ever seen in my life but the the crazy part is is just how easy and forgiving that finishes i literally will take a brand a brand new guy who has never done a floor in his life give him five minutes of instruction on how to roll a floor and when he comes back the next day it looks like a a pre-finished floor
0: rob Tell, explain about if I put natural over my stain versus I put natural over a couple coats of sealer or, or uh, you know, uh, another coat of finish and then natural.
1: What's the, the key to it, it says on the can or the tech sheets, you have a sheen level of between four and six. The further away from the wood you get, the higher the sheen level. So when you start adding stains and a couple coats of sealer. That's when you're going to take your sheen level up to the six, but I'm you know I'm watching my son make a living with this stuff in the Albany, New York area where he's got his uh, business. He'll do one coat of stain, and the bonus stain, the bonus dry fast stain, is a stain slash sealer. So he'll do one coat of the stain, and then two coats of naturale on top for residential. It is the most beautiful job you've ever seen in your life. Absolutely. And by keeping it that close to the floor, you get that sheen level of four. If he's doing commercial work, then that's when you're gonna start to add some seal coats and then the natural on top of that. So
0: I gotta tell you about natural. At this time, Jeremiah was a, Jeremiah Strong who's now a territory manager for us, uh, was a contractor in Northern California. And, uh, he was doing a job, as was a pre-finished floor and he was doing a recoat for a lady. And, um, we, you know, I, I came by the, the job and, um, if you look at that job, every square inch of that job was, was, was dog scratches everywhere. It was a pre-finished floor. It was on a concrete slab, glue down. And I was in uh, Alameda, California. And she said that, you know what? I hate the floor. I have to tell you, I just can't stand even looking at my floor anymore. It's ruined with all the dog scratches, and I hate even looking down. And um, I would hold, have the whole thing tore out, but it's just every estimate I got is too much money to tear it out, so just recode it. And I asked her, I said, are you happy with the sheen level? And uh, Which was like a semi-gloss, and she said, why? I said, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you don't like the dog scratches, we have a, a product that um, is called naturall. It will really lower the sheen level. And you you won't notice these scratches like you do right now. She goes, oh my God, I'd be interested in that completely. So I said, well, let me let's do some in the closet so you can see what the machine level looks like. It's going to be a completely different look. So she was happy with the look, but in the, there was no scratches in the closet. So on that end, it didn't matter to her. So Rob, we rolled out a coat of natural on this floor. If anybody wants to see pictures of this, you can you can email me because I couldn't believe the difference it made. I mean, yes, you can take a picture that shows, you know, different angles. It doesn't show flaws or whatever. So I took pictures of many angles as I could because, Rob, those scratches were gone. I mean, it blew my mind. I, I thought it would help. I knew that it would help. But to the extent that it helped, uh, I was blown away. And that lady was, you talk about a, a customer that was, she would have paid, we could have charged her three times as much, you know, had I known it was going to turn out so good. <laughs> But uh Oh but, don't uh, you hate that. But, yeah. yeah. You
1: left so much money on the table. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. I hate that.
0: So uh and you know all of our products we say you can either t bar roll, but this is one that we recommend that you definitely do roll. Uh but yeah, natural is a great product. So I, I gonna I'm gonna obviously hit something here that um you know, when I came to work for Bona and I, I started selling the adhesives. I didn't know bone adhesive, like, you know, in my area, you know, we, we did, we use a different product because that was all we knew that was out there and it was all we knew and whatever. And then when I got involved with the adhesives, I said, all right, I got to, I'm going down this journey I got to figure out, you know, the bone adhesive and what's different than another product and what have you. And, you know, we're very transparent on our products. We, we want you to look at the specs and the Bona R851 adhesive is a beast. And if you look at the sheer strength on this product uh, with the moisture protection that it has and uh, and uh, all the bells and whistles of this product, this is the second fastest moving product that we've ever had at Bona outside of traffic. So yeah, the, the Bona R851 is a, is a fantastic product. Now, if you look at, there's no wasted pails. You can use half of it, throw it in the van, come back a month later and open it up there's almost no skin over you can go right back to work um, and the fact that it doesn't etch the finish on the floor you can get it on the floor forget it come back three or four days later it comes right back off. So super I easy think to work the with.
1: one of the great parts about the that I see with uh, people in the schools is we explain to them once again it's one of those products that's it's really two products in one where it's a moisture barrier, and an adhesive.
0: Well, right out of the pail, to your point, we give you twelve pounds and eighty-five RH protection at about fifty to fifty-five square feet per gallon. I mean, if you start looking around and start looking at competitor products and what have you, man, that that is a fantastic value. Um, so, and also the retention rate on this, when guys get on it, they love it. So I was, you know, I wanted to be the adhesive adhesive manager. And to me, it's a—it's I couldn't be more excited about it. Uh, to see where we're going with this product, and uh, and 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 see how excited the guys are—they get on it and start using it. It's been—it's been a fantastic. And now, you know,
1: when did couple, you know you were going to be the adhesion or when did you think that you know what? It, I think this is it. Uh, I think this is my shot. My shot at corporate. You know when did that? <laughs> you?
0: you know, it's not that I thought it was my shot at corporate, but. But when the uh, the other guy, uh, you know, went to work for one of our other customers, and a position was open, if I'm being honest, Rob, I thought I was the guy for the. No job. lie to me. Well, I'm gonna I'll tell you this straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was the guy for the job. I really did. I felt it strongly, and I wanted it, and not because it had nothing to do with the money or whatever. That that you know, sure, the planes and the jets and all that is nice, and you know, uh, that's all fantastic, but. No, honestly, the reason being is I, I believed in this product like no other. And when I got my hands on it and, and when I got the endorsement from my brothers and when I saw some of the projects we are in New York, some 900,000 square foot projects or projects that this is on. And and I, you know, I have you know, was a contractor for a long time. I used to be an inspector for the Contractor State License Board. Uh, I, I've i known, you know, been around adhesives for a long time. I felt like I was a guy for the job. Uh, that's just my, my feelings about it. So, and I, you know, this is a category I feel very strongly about, as you know. So, um, no. So, and now when we came out with the R540, and listen to this, especially with the improvements, the 540 with one coat on a concrete slab with our adhesive gives you 18 pounds and 95 RH. I mean, that's, that's pretty darn that's nice. That's standing water. That's damn near. Right. That's almost well, standing water. It's it's uh getting close to it. And then then on a on a wood subfloor, one coat protects you up to twenty percent on a wood subfloor. It's a game changer, man. So yeah, I'm excited to be a part of it. So we got a great team, fantastic team. We got some great guys across the country. So uh it's it's uh it's pr- and also re energized me in this trade, man. I mean, I feel like uh we got a Mercedes here and uh, I'm excited to be able to sell it.
1: Hey, let me talk about another product that I really love. Yeah. Okay. The Bona Tampico brush.
0: Oh, I'm glad you brought that and up.
1: I, and I know what you're thinking. Damn, it's just a, it's just a brush on a, on a buffing pad, correct? Well, I have seen what that thing can do. In the old days, you saw every warehouse used to have one. The old my grandfather called them horsehair brushes. Uh, I didn't know if it was real horsehair or whatever, but now we call it the Tampico brush. So I think that that makes all the tree huggers really happy that we're not calling it horse brushes anymore. But what that does, one, it acts like a vacuum. You can vac a floor with a regular vacuum and the wand and everything, or you can vac the floor using the Tampico brush and on a buffer. And that is an amazing improvement on vacuuming, and it's so much faster. But the other thing that I love about it is how it takes away some of your grain rays. And sometimes what you're feeling in grain rays really isn't grain rays, but it's little particles of dust down in the vessels of the wood. And then when those little particles of dust get wet, either from a sealer or from water popping, it's what you're feeling as far as grain rays or roughness is actually little that little piece of dust expands and it almost kind of snow cones. And if you really look close, you'll see. It almost looks like bubbles sometimes, what that is. The Tampico brush eliminates a lot of that. The majority of that, the Tampico brush will eliminate. Gives you a nice, much smoother surface when water popping or using water-based sealers. Did you use one? Oh, my God, yes.
0: And for anybody that that doesn't believe that or whatever, the best thing to do is is do half the floor of the Tampico brush.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean anybody doesn't believe that? That's coming from you. Coming from me? They're not going to believe something like that? (laughs) Is that what you meant by that? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to like using this belt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. No, listen. Do half a floor with it and half a floor without it, and you'll see. It almost has a sheen on the floor. Uh, and it does have a sheen on the floor. It is amazing how well it works. And, you know, we talked about in other podcasts and upselling the jobs and what have you and, you know, bidding the jobs and, you know, talking about what you're going to do and your quality of your work. You know, if you tell them that we use, we do one other process that most people don't do, we have a brush that will actually extract the dust out of the pores of the of the floor to give it a much finer finished job. I mean, whenever we have a school, that's the number one tool that we sell after a school because when guys see it, 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 it blows your mind. Can I throw in something? That is a
1: really good. You know what? That's a really good idea. I, I hate to give you your props, but that's a great idea for an upsell.
0: Was the bell for the props also now?
1: The bell. Yeah, I'm going to use the bell. Okay. Uh, I think when I feel I'm going to use, I'm going to use. It. So if I swear but that, if you,
0: <laughs> if I swear, or you got to give me props, or I I miss something, you hit the bell. I'll hit the bell. That's, that's not, I, Yeah. You never been a trainer, have you? Yeah, I mean, hit I, the how bell. You, how, how did you get to be the trainer, anyhow? What was the journey, Uh, Rob?
1: Well, I'll tell you, Wayne. A company I used to work for, I was in sales. And, you know, they knew that I had a standing background. And they said, hey, the guy who usually does all the training, uh, he needs to, um, he can't make a training. He's sick or something's wrong with him, but he can't make a training for an NWFA school. So we'd like you to go down and be the trainer, but before you can be a trainer, you have to go as a student. So I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what somebody's gonna teach me. I mean, I I know everything there is to know about the hardwood floor industry and hardwood floors. There's nobody gonna teach me anything, but I'll go down and, and listen to uh, wh- whoever wants to say whatever. So I go to the school in Houston and two days I was a pretty big jerk. Everybody was doing everything wrong. And nobody knew what the hell they were doing. I'm the greatest floor guy that ever lived. And then I saw a guy from California, water pop a floor and buff stain on. And that was, uh, I had a, what do you want to call it? An awakening? An awakening. Four generations of Johnson, hands and knees, wiping on, wiping off. And then I'm watching this guy just buff stain on. So... That's when I thought, my God, I, I don't know anything about this business. And uh, it was that, but it was also a couple of guys that I saw who were instructing. Um, one guy worked for the company that I worked for. He was kind of a mentor to me. He, he's actually, he invented the T-bar. The guy who taught me how to pull the T-bar, and I know I've said this a thousand times, his name was Mike Sundell. He invented the T bar, taught me how to pull a T bar. So, and, and I just love the way that he instructed. I love the way that he could, you know, work the crowd. And he just had a really nice way of instructing, but, you know, very knowledgeable, but not in a show off type thing. And um, uh, another guy that you know very well, uh, oh, come on, help me out.
0: Uh, well. I can throw out a name.
1: Yeah, the you know the kid I'm talking about,
0: uh, Steve, uh,
1: Steve. Steve Sebaugh. Steve Sebaugh. Yeah. He was another guy that I went to a bunch of his schools. Um, I was an assistant, you know, instructor at his schools, and you know, I just saw the way that Steve and Mike uh, handled training and everything. And then I was starting to also um, coach. My son and uh, baseball and hockey and stuff, and that's when it all hit me. I, if I had known this in high school, I probably would have been, a, a, probably gone to school to be a teacher or something. Because when I started coaching and then instructing, I, you know, it was kind of they happened at the same time, and that's when I just fell in love with it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you get to mentor a lot of people in 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 your position, so uh, it's pretty cool. And I think coaching is part of training, right? I mean, it's all kind of ties in together. And uh, no, pretty cool. Uh, you've left uh, your fingerprints on this industry, Rob. I mean, I, I went to schools with you way back years ago when you were the instructor, and I know that you wrote a lot of training manuals and over the over the years and what have you. So. Um, uh, that fourth generation of knowledge that you have uh, is invaluable. So, yeah, I'm glad to have you on our team. I'm not going to fire you. I,
1: by far, though, uh, I am the smartest generation, though, of ah, the
0: Johnsons. You think
1: so? Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: Yeah, well, definitely.
1: definitely. Nice. I hope my cousins aren't listening to this, but. Or, or um, or Bum, your son. Well, well, I, I, I said i what, the smartest. See what I did there? The smartest there? fourth generation. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know
0: yeah <laughs> all right well let's call this a wrap uh this has been all right on the floor with wayne highlander and rob johnson please stay tuned for another episode and for our listeners i just want to say also uh we thank you guys very much and gals for listening i mean it, it is uh you know we have some fun with this and and i, I hope you know you, you maybe get a little bit out of it but maybe breaks up your day a little bit and we certainly appreciate your business so much we can't tell you enough how much we appreciate your business and uh, taking the time out to listen. So thank you guys and gals very kindly for that.